welcome to Breakfast with Bobzy. Thanks for having me, Bobzy. Absolutely, my <laughs> pleasure. My pleasure having you for breakfast. My pleasure too. Howard, um, you are definitely one of Hong Kong's uh, pioneering social entrepreneurs. Um, I've always admired your social aspect to your businesses, the businesses you've started are more like movements, educational movements. And um, you've pioneered some of the social um, vegetarian restaurants yes. in our city, right? Yes. And um, you know, your list of what you're involved with is, is pretty long. You also represent the Hong Kong Social Services, um, HKCSS. Yes. And um, some of my favorite um, vegetarian restaurants um, are yours, or you've, you've started them. Um, I love Harvester. Thank I you. love the food there. And then, of course, there's Bijas um, in Hong Kong U, which is quite powerful, and, and Happy Veggies, Happy and, veggies and yeah. many other businesses you're involved with. So, uh, welcome, Howard. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Bobsy, for having me. Cheers. So, I, I think. Mana is always top in my list, and uh, I'm. You should, you, you should also tell the audience that I'm a loyal fan of Mana too. <laughs> well, now everyone knows you're a loyal fan of Mana. So this is um, an almond vegan latte, mm. um, and in it we've melted some raw cacao butter, which is the butter of the chocolate bean. Yes, and that gives it that. Um, chocolatey aroma but also gives it that fatty oily um, texture, texture to yeah. the coffee and it goes really well we've discovered with um, almond milk and it goes really well with um, bonsoi which is a yes. very good soya milk we use yes. here very very good mix so it's making coffee actually healthy for you yeah absolutely a uh, super vegan coffee mm. <laughs> and I like the idea of a cocoa butter you know. yes is um, the, the ingredient for lipstick too so it's like a morning kiss. <laughs> morning kiss. Soft on the lips. Yeah, soft on the lips. You, you notice the cup we're using? It's completely compostable. Mm. So this is a completely biodegradable cup with no plastic. Yeah. It, the inside lining is made from plants mm -hmm. and the outside is paper. So once we finish our coffee, this will obviously go into recycling. But even if it went into the landfill or the rubbish, this it would, would, it would completely decompose. Yeah. And um, you know, as as you know now, plastic is a big, big, yeah, big, big issue in big, Hong big, Kong. big, big issue in yeah. Hong Kong globally for humanity. And mm. Hong Kong is worse. <laughs> Hong Kong, what are we doing? You know, why are we why are we uh, taking so many steps backwards? You know, when we could be taking so many steps forwards. You know, it's it's a behavior thing. I think. Mm. Look at the way we throw garbages. Mm. You know, maybe we can change some behaviors in the supermarket by having paper or you bring your own bags, right? But when you are at home, um, when you throw garbage out, you're still using tons of plastic. And I, I really don't see any big change now mm. um, in terms of behavior. Um, even when you teach your children, about how to uh, separate the garbages from different containers, right? But at home, you cannot practice mm. because the environment is not there. Mm. Some housing estate, they put the, 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 the green and yellow and blue beans, but 
if you open them up, you know, <laughs> lots of other things inside. Yes, yes. People just treat it like a normal garbage mm. bins. And I think Hong Kong has way too much garbage bins. Mm. Some, something is like more or less questions, right? Well, when you go to, for example, Japan, you, you, you hardly find any garbage bins on the street. Yes. So you end up <laughs> carrying, carrying yours. With you. When you start carrying yours, that awareness comes up. Yes. That gives you at least a moment of silence mm, mm. <laughs> when you think of mm. throwing out your garbage. Mm, mm. In Hong Kong, I don't think that moment of silence comes in any situation. No, I mean it, it, it's coming. The government is taking measures starting um, starting this year, and um, they're going to enforce um, more taxation and uh, charges on rubbish disposal starting January 2018. Yes. So it, it's coming. But what's baffled me is why have they waited so long? Mm. Why didn't they start this 15, 20 years ago? Yes. And we'd be in such a different state now, you know? Exactly. Because Hong Kong does have one of the largest ecological footprints mm. in the world per capita. Mm. We generate more waste and more plastic than any other country. Yes. So we're up there. Mm. And um, I'm glad now that finally the government's taking this seriously. And yeah. But you're right, it, it's about awareness, it's, it's, it's about habit, it's about... Exactly. <laughs> so let's hope that uh, 2016 and 2017 and 18 things really speed up yeah. now. And Moving to the right direction. In the right direction. Talking of innovation, now you started um, this social enterprise vegetarian yeah. restaurants. So yes. tell me a little bit more about that. What, how did you get into social enterprise? <laughs> Actually, I got into social enterprise in a very, very funny situation. My first restaurant, um, my first social enterprise vegetarian restaurant started in Shenghua mm. and uh, very close to Tonghua hospitals. Mm. So, you know, we have some uh, customers from Tonghua hospitals who are very health conscious. So they come to my restaurants quite often and then they will share with me the health tips, you know, how to eat more healthy. And, and one day I just say, eating is one thing, um, exercise is another. And exercise, I mean, both mindful and physical. And then uh, they ask me, you know, what, what would you like to suggest? I said, oh, I know uh, one exercise called Baduanji, uh, you know, Baduanji. It's like egg motion exercise, mm. uh, if I translate it literally. Uh, it's a kind of Shaolin Kung Fu thing, but it's a very slow warm exercise for Shaolin uh, temple, you know, people who practice this kind a of exercise. A bit like Qigong? Uh, a little bit like Qigong, yeah. but very easy to learn. I said, I, I practiced that for almost 10 years. Mm. Back in those times now, I'm almost 20 years of practicing. And I also teach uh, voluntary for the community. For example, I teach for the, 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 some public companies uh, on a pro bono basis. So I said, oh, if you're interested, I can come over and, and, and show you. So yeah, yeah, I have some patients with uh, after strokes, after heart disease, we have a great pool of uh, patients who come and visit us very often to get more health information. So I started my first and second and third lessons with them. And then um, one doctor told me that, you know, you're good in coming over to help, you know, like every year, right? But it's not sustainable. I said, oh, what do you mean by sustainable? He said, uh, have you heard, ever heard of a term called social enterprise? I said, oh, I, I've never heard of. And so he handed me a book 
And the book is called Everyday Legends. That describes uh, uh, great stories from uh, UK about those social entrepreneurs, you know, how they can turn businesses uh, into a social enterprise mm. and with both uh, business and social objectives. Everyday legends. Everyday legends. Mm. I said, wow, this is really a great idea. And the more I read, um, of course, the book is not focused on F&B, you know, food and beverage uh, area. It covers lots of things like mm. water, uh, restaurants, accounting, cleaning, uh, you know, the long list of enterprises yes. in, in UK who does uh, this uh, social mission thing, right? And then I think about my business. I said, uh, what, what should I do? You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's something that is very close to my heart. And, and in one sentence in the book that mentioned about um, the optimizations of resources. Mm. And, and that, that, that work, that sentence strikes me in terms of human resources. It immediately related to human resources because in the food and beverage business, um, as you know, it's very hard to find good people mm. or white people. Very and, hard. Um, and and if, if you really find someone who can has the who has the passions and, and really has the knowledge and skill, you know, you will love him or her so much, right? So you, you really want to pass everything to her and him, and then you, we just and do hang it. on to them. Yeah, and then hang, hang on, on to them. them, and then we do something else. You know? yeah. we, we create more restaurants or, or more ideas, but it's very difficult. So immediately I think about, oh, how, how can I uh, find people uh, who are underestimated now but, uh, and always labeled with their weaknesses but have strengths? So I immediately start to look at you know, what are the factors to make a restaurant successful. First is smile, second is communication, third I guess is um, good reactions with customers, you know, you have to be very reactive you know, rather than just sitting there mm. become very passive. Mm. So I then have a chance to um, visit a, a family with a hearing impairment. So the, the, the mother and father are hearing impaired, so they cannot hear and they speak only a few words. And, 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 the, and the child is uh, half deaf, you know, half can you know, have 50% of hearing. And, and in, in that, uh, family visits within an hour, I find out that they smile a lot. And I ask them, why you smile so much at home? He said, you know, sometimes I, when I speak too fast, they couldn't catch up with my lips reading. <laughs> then in a sense of uh, insecurity or in a sense of uh, not understanding what you are saying, the smile is the best uh, reply. I said, wow, I said, that is a great culture. <laughs> and I said, uh, is it unique to your home or is it unique to the whole uh, uh, community. I said it's quite unique to the whole community. So that's why whenever you see us, uh, we smile a lot. I said, wow, that's great. You know, that is good for uh, restaurant business. Happy veggies. Yeah. So that's how Happy Veggies uh, started um, with this um, uh, insight. Mm. Uh, and, and then I started to uh, get more and more, uh, uh, you know, aggressive in, in, in trying to find or connecting their strength into my business. Then I try with the uh, children with, uh, not children, now, now, now become adults of, uh, with uh, autism mm. uh, to, 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 to make the food and beverage process into more sections so that they can more focus and deliver their strengths rather than weaknesses because their weaknesses is communications but their strengths are really concentration. Yeah. 
uh, then I started to look at the elderly sector. You know, nowadays, you know, when you are over 60 or 65, they got early retirement. Mm. But I said, come on, you know, you are so young. You're yeah. so, so young. So much more and, to and, give. And you cannot label yourself as the elderly. You know, uh, I think in, 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 especially in Hong Kong, you know, you can do more. So I, I also hire them and empower them uh, to be managers and uh, uh, leaders in my restaurants. So when you start working with all these great people, and all my professionals now realize that they need to be better, mm. you know, because those are the people who are being labeled, who are supposed to perform not as good as yours, and now they are on stage. And have you found people who are slightly impaired, whether it's speech or more reliable? Are they more loyal? They are more grateful for the opportunities. First, because of the experience of their past employment experience. Lots of them are always ranked the lowest in any company or any organizations. No salaries for the past five or 10 or even 20 years because they don't want, they, 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 are, they are very much afraid of asking it. Mm. If you don't ask for it, you know, you the employer it. say, oh, okay, oh, you're good. So <laughs> we, we keep more profit. Yes. And, and that's not good, right? Yes. So, so they, they started out from the bottom of the pyramid. So when you give them the same salary, the same treatment, the same uh, terms and conditions with all the normal staff, you know, they, they feel very much grateful mm. about this opportunity. Mm. And, 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 and that is one key factor about, I call it as an appreciation. You know, this appreciation um, causes uh, mutual respect. And you see that reflected in their work? Very much, yeah. very much. Mm. Of course, um, in the real life situations, um, they they also have. They know they are not Superman or Superwoman. They still mm. have issues with health. They still mm. have issues with families. Sometimes mm. they take sick leave. They take days off. But whenever they are at work, they are giving them the best to you. Excellent. No, that's exactly. Yeah. What, that is exactly what I want. Yes. From them because I treat my customers very close to my heart. Mm. I said, you, give, you need to give the best to our customers. Mm. You know, otherwise, you know, our customers won't give us a second chance. You know, we have only one chance to... That's amazing, Howard. And going back to that moment where the doctor gave you the that book. Legends, yeah. Now, you, you, you could say that that book had a big impact on you, right? Would you say that yes. was the turning point? That is very much the turning point because before that book, I just think about how to make the business sustainable, profitable, um, keep my employees happy, keep my customers happy. You know, it's that simple. Yes. Right? But that book um, inspired me to think more about what a business can do and to connect with the charity. Because the charity culture in Hong Kong is very strong. Mm. We have lots of organized, non-profit organizations mm. in Hong Kong. And the culture is there. But it seems to be a missing puzzle between the business sector and the social sector. Mm. And social enterprise is in the middle. So I said, if we can pay this middle role with much more impact, we are actually acting as a catalyst, mm. or you can add it like a bridge, mm. so that both sectors can collaborate. Mm. And now they have reason to collaborate. Right? Otherwise, in the past, they say, oh, I'm from the business sector, I'm from the social sector. Everyone is good, everyone yes. is doing their own things, but 
if you ask them to come together, he said, what's the reason? Mm. Then the social sector will say, oh, I come to you because I need your money. And the business sector, oh, I go to you because I need goodwill. So mm. it's like an exchange of things. I don't yes. like this kind of ideas. Mm. And if you go, when social enterprise is in the middle, now both sectors, both people, are really putting their heart and passion, knowledge and skill in one thing without asking return or without yes. calculating the returns because you need to try your best in doing this business because after all social enterprise is a business. Mm. If you run a business, you must apply all your business knowledge from the business sector and the social sector must apply all of your social impact skills, assessment so that you can ensure the business is not sacrificing mm. you know, uh, the social missions. Yes. It's, it's, a, it's a challenging uh, a game, mm. but this game um, inspires not just our employees, inspires our customers too. So and our society. And society. Yeah. And especially this time of the year, now we are just uh, about to finish the Chinese New Year, mm. right? During the whole Chinese New Year times, if you drive your car across the uh, eastern Harbour Tunnel and across the western Harbour Tunnel, two big signage saying social enterprise, together we thrive. Well, we have never seen such a big signage mm. before. And I even take a photo from the uh, post office of Central. There's a big signage of social enterprise. Mm. And behind that big signage is an IFC tower. Mm. I, 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 I stop there and take a picture because I want to show that contrast. Sign of the times. Yes. And who sponsored these billboards? Is the Home, affairs, Home, Home affairs, affairs Department. Home Affairs. Home Affairs Department. They, they, they do a good job in um, promoting this campaign because customers really need to know it. Of course. Um, I mean, I, do, I did that social enterprise business for over 11 years. I can tell you that in the past uh, eight or nine years, customers don't, don't even realize this is a social enterprise. Yes. They, just, they just say, oh, I like, I like your food. I come yes. over and for a meal. Yes. So what can we ask for more, right? But, but nowadays, customers coming here, they don't care much about my food. They just want to see, you know, what's your social mission? You know? What are the people you are trying to serve? And, and these customers are getting more and more knowledgeable about this kind of idea. Wonderful. And it gives also young people yes. opportunities to contribute, uh, to think more, rather than um, uh, on the ideas of uh, being professionals in different fields. You know, that we still have people who want to do that. That's good because our society needs that. But we also see an upcoming trend of more young people wanting to try you know, their ideas, different ways to help the, the community yes. with the business objective. Business alone is no longer enough. We need business with depth, value, principles and meaning, right? Yes. So I'm noticing that a lot now in Hong Kong too, is a lot of younger, especially students, even teenagers, are coming to MANA and going, wow, we're here to support the eco-friendly aspect of what you do. We're here to support um, an eco-friendly diet, a more healthy diet. Yes. They're, they're coming in aware, you know, and there's some young teenagers coming in wearing t-shirts saying, I'm vegan and I'm proud, you know. Yes. And you look and they're like 16, 17, 18, and you're like, yes, that is the change we've been waiting for. Exactly. It's happening. And I suppose in social enterprise, you're noticing 
a change in Hong Kong as well, right? Especially in the young people group. Like this slogan. Yes. They like it. Yes. They want to wear it. Yes. And and they understand it. You know that that that's is the, the difference. Most, that's the difference. That's you know? the difference. It's not just cool. You know. Yeah. It's, they understand it. I wonder if you share the same sentiment with me because you've been a social entrepreneur now for how many years? Eleven. Eleven years. Eleven. Yes. And I've, I've been doing this in Hong Kong now since 1992. Yes. And for me, I've always been driven by. Passion to inspire change, to raise awareness. Yes. Because I always believe that if you are aware, mm. then that changes everything. Yes. If you're aware of rubbish, you'll see it everywhere. Yes. If you're aware of social enterprise, you'll understand it. Yes. If you're aware of what's happening in the world, yes. you act more from your heart. Yes. And it's always saddened me a little bit that what we've been trying to do is never really fully understood. Yes. As you were saying, people come because they love the food, yes. which is great because mm. we need their custom. But I've often wondered why people aren't noticing more the social aspects of, of what we do, mm -hmm. the environmental aspects of what we do. Yes. You know, the sustainable packaging, the sustainable food. food yes. And in the last year, year and, and a half, uh, maybe even two years, I have noticed. Mm people are paying a lot more attention yes. even you know diet change not climate change yes. um, people are getting it now they're like yes wow mm. that's amazing but you know we've been saying that for a while but yeah. it's not really sinking in yes. so there comes a time where people just become aware and this awareness is almost contagious yes. it spreads yes. it has like an exponential growth to it yes. and it, it's getting bigger and bigger and, and I see this happening in Hong Kong very clearly mm. this movement if you like or yes. this, this revolution of not just moving towards vegetarian and healthy food but also giving back this social entre yeah. entrepreneurship operating businesses that are not just about giving a product yes. or just about a service yes but having a lot of value and meaning exactly. and also educational. So I'm starting to notice that, you know, mm. happening in Hong Kong now, yeah. it's coming. It's coming. Mm. Uh, to be honest, uh, some credits go to you. I still remember the day that you brought me to Lemma Island to visit your home. <laughs> and you walked me down to Book Warm Cafe, and all the businesses you started in the past 20 years. Why I said the credits go to you? Because if you start a restaurant, it's an open door business. No matter which, what background you are, where you come from, I always say that no matter how fast you finish your breakfast or lunch, you will be there for at least five minutes. Yes. And that is exactly what we need. Mm to pass our message to you. Yes. And your restaurants, your business are doing this for over 20 years. Mm, mm. So I, I, I'm still very grateful for that visit because... What, it's, what it's year really, was that? That was almost like eight years ago. Mm. But to me, it's, it's like yesterday. You know? yeah. I still remember everything that you took something from the plant and you eat it in front of me and say, oh, you know, this is edible, you know. <laughs> I try it, it's like a 
I think that that is the basil, you know, and, mm. then, and then there are lots of herbs around, mm. spiders, you know, and, 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 and you, you're talking to the spiders, mm. you're talking to the nature. And, 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 and after that experience, I share with my partners, I share with all the friends I know about that experience is, and now I know why Bobsy mm. is in this business. Mm, mm. Because you are really bringing the basic fact to whatever you are doing. It's just lucky that you are doing food and beverage business. Mm. So people have a chance to experience what you experience. Mm. Mm. If you put that idea into a design company or if you put that idea into other companies, people can still feel it, but they have to be your dead customers to feel it. Mm. But being restaurant business, I always admire that energy because it's, it's very inclusive, you know, it's, it's affordable. Mm. Um, and, and you, you can just sit down and even though you don't drink a coffee, you know, you just sit sit there. Yes. You will you will get something. And if you count the number of customers that you meet and serve in the past yes. twenty years, yes. Over a million. Yes, probably. <laughs> yeah. So that that's why I said the movement, the education is all about how you deliver your message yes. in the businesses. Yes. And and that's why I always mention your name. And Simon Chow, you know, mm. you two are my very respected leaders in the field because you are always ahead of the game. Mm. Simon nowadays talks about raw food diet, mm. uh, raw vegan, mm. and, 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 and he is already ahead of the game and tell us, you know, why eating raw is yes. important. And, and, you know, whenever I see him, whenever I see you, I always have that uh, quick sense of appreciation because the, the, the sector needs you to tell us, you know, what is upcoming, what is more important. And then we can learn and, and try to apply in my, yes. in my restaurant business. But I have to confess that, you know, my all my social enterprise vegetarian business are still very traditional Chinese vegetarian cooking uh, because of my chef background. Yes. But uh, we, we are learning. Uh, we are trying to, uh, to, to, to pass the message uh, from the business and the social point of view. I think it's very important to have traditional Chinese vegetarian vegan cooking very important I think you should go deeper into that and explore perhaps some more ancient roots yes. of vegetarian you know from, from the ancient Chinese culture yes. and focus on that and make that mm -hmm. your strength and you know because there's enough people doing different cuisines it's coming you know yeah. it's coming but I think you, you keep your strength in, in Chinese cuisine. Yes. And, um, you know, I, I love the food and, and, and all the restaurants I've, I've tried. And, you know, it's, it's, it's what I call clean, simple, you know, Chinese food. And the weight system. Yes, <laughs> and the weight system. I always love that system because it helps my uh, cleaning team because they don't have, they have nothing to clean. <laughs> that's amazing. So 2017 should be Yeah, that should be, be the... the, the 2017 project. Wonderful. Yes. <laughs> and then they specialize in mooncakes, right? Yes. Perhaps you can look into some more ancient yeah. festivals, <laughs> perhaps from way back, back in different dynasties in, in China, and they make be you know a spring cake yes. or a, a summer cake or you know a winter festival cake, and then you can bring all these 
traditions back recipes yeah. and reintroduce them to to modern era and Hong Kong culture that would be a wonderful idea I think that would be unique right exactly that's why I said you're always ahead of the game and Howard you're the man to do it <laughs> it's we you're should, the man we should be focused on the Chinese origin yes and that uh, um, relationship between medicine and food right Absolutely, and mo modern science is understanding that now. Yeah. You know, we are what we eat. Yes. Food is our medicine. But this was quite common knowledge in, in, in ancient Chinese culture exactly. back in the day, and we've seemed to have lost this in the last, you know, 200, 300 years, whatever it is. But people still carry that energy mm. within them. Exactly that thirst for, for knowledge um, of combining you know the ancient culture with the modern in a beautiful synergy of something that is fresh but inspiring something that is meaningful something that has value because we do have this hole this gap in our hearts modern modern people you know materialism isn't satisfying us physical wealth Mm. isn't satisfying us yes. no matter how much wealth we accumulate mm -hmm. be it material products or money or or status mm. or wealth yes. it's not filling that gap mm. so as human beings today we are thirsty mm. for something more spiritual yes. something that has more value mm. something that is deeper something that is broader and that's the only thing that's going to fill this gap. Mm -hmm. And this is why I admire what you've been doing with social entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. Because you're bridging that gap mm -hmm. between traditional business, which yes. accumulates wealth, and social entrepreneurship or uh, social enterprises and charities. Yes. But they are not separate. They are ultimately one and the same. Exactly. Like the beautiful ancient symbol of the yin and the yang. Yes. That can go together. It goes together yeah. in harmony, and I, I think Hong Kong people are more than ready mm. to support and embrace businesses or enterprises that give value and meaning. Yes. So the, the, the time is right for, for for this change to happen. Exactly. And and not just happen, but happen in a in an exponential way. Yes. Because we are running out of time mm -hmm. in many ways yeah. you know um, our natural resources are diminishing food, yeah. you know the ecosystems are deteriorating rapidly yes. and you know the oceans now are full of plastic and the soil is contaminated and the air is polluted and been chopping down all the trees, mm. the forests, ancient forests, rainforests. Mm. So we are having a tremendous impact mm. on our natural world yes. and therefore a tremendous impact on us. Yes. And more and more people are waking up to this and realizing that this is the most urgent thing to do. Facing humanity today. Most urgent pressing thing we have to take ownership and responsibility for the natural world because mm. we are the only species we're the only animal 
that acts against nature and not in harmony with nature. Yeah. And you know, we're over 7 billion people and it's projected that by 2050 there'll be 9 billion. Yes. And if we all continue to live this non-sustainable way, we are heading into a really, really dark abyss. Yes. And my hope has always been that more and more of us are waking up to this mm. urgent mission facing humanity there is nothing more urgent we we're so distracted with politics and mm. left and right and yeah. we're so distracted but we're not paying attention to you know the analogy i've always give is is we're on the titanic mm. and the titanic has mm. hit the iceberg mm. and the titanic is sinking so. but we are arguing where to put the deck chairs mm. We are arguing where to place the furniture on the Titanic. Mm. But we're not paying attention that the Titanic has already hit the iceberg. Yes. And what we should be doing is, is, is fixing that hole. Yes. That's a good analogy. It's a very good analogy. Mm. Could you please tell me some your personal insights about mm. leadership in, in the Hong Kong community? Yeah. I think leadership to me, um, now I would use the word to describe as a tri-sector leadership and, and that word is not invented by me uh, I read about tri-sector leadership uh, last year during August uh, from, from a mainstream business magazine mm. that uh, you know Michael Boonberg uh, sponsor I guess uh, 32 million US dollars to Harvard for the 300 mayors in the States to study tri-sector leadership then this headline strikes me. I said, what's, what's in the tri-sector leadership? What, do they mean? What, do, what does he mean by tri-sector? And, and he said, business sector, public space, public sphere, and social enterprise. So I said, wow, now social enterprise has a space within these three sectors. Mm. And the reason he does it because he sees the huge complaints from the citizens about this mayor is not doing a good job exactly what you're saying about arguing mm. you, know, you are right you are wrong you are right you're wrong and the mayors are the mayor seems not doing well enough then Michael Bloomberg say wait a minute now we give you the best quality education it's called tri-sector leadership and within the curriculum when I look at it it just looks exactly like a social entrepreneurship course. It's talking about shared values, talking about engaging citizens. Um, how do we mobilize the strengths and the weaknesses, remove the stigmas, you know. It's, it's like a social work mm. course, mm. but of course with the business objectives. Mm. I said, that's it. I said, that, that is the leadership that I'm looking for. Because it inspires not just the mayors, I think at the end, because now they don't need to pay, so they just need to sign up and then they will, they will be able to learn these tri-sector leadership ideas. At the same time, students will be more interested about this tri-sector leadership because they are no longer bounded by, I am trained in the business faculty, my major is in business, my major is in science, my major is in arts. Now we are telling them that you more can be holistic, holistic approach. Yes. And then you design 
what is close and important to your heart. Mm. I think that is the leadership that I am, you know, very much admire to and, and, and hope to get close to that kind of leadership. Mm. So whatever I practice, whatever I learn, whatever I can do with my uh, companies and organizations, uh, I really want to empower everyone within uh, my reach to tell them that that is exactly what I want to practice mm. and learn about mm. how we can um, find opportunities. Of course, we also find problems yeah. among three sectors. Then come up with a solution, come up with something that should be mutually beneficial among mm. three sectors mm. Mm. as a holistic approach. Yes. As, as Willis Herman says in this book, one of my favorite quotes, perhaps the only limits to the human mind are those we believe in. Yeah, you said it all. As we believe, so <laughs> we are, right? Yes. Great. Wonderful. <laughs> Thank you for coming to uh, have breakfast with me, and it's been really inspiring having you here today, Howard Ling, and you're one of the people who truly inspire me in Hong Kong. Thank you very much. Pastor. And then may you continue to do what you're doing and inspire many generations of people to come. As for, as for all of your advice, sharing, and of course invitation today. And uh, as I said many, many times, uh, uh, you and Simon always lead the way. And uh, I really want to continue to learn from you and uh, do our best. Thank <laughs> you.